Ahoy, hello, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's your favourite fact podcast. Back once again, it's a Monday, which means it is an all new Baffled for you. We bring you nine facts, you decipher, you decide how worth keeping they are, whether they should be remembered and used as pub ammo or just chucked in the big old bin of nonsense. My name is Dan, thank you for being there. Three things from me. Uh, Stuff about hair, about knitting and about the seminal movie, Big Mama's House. Mark, what do you got? Uh, I've got a urine story from the Romans, what Charles Darwin really should be best known for, and vegetable drugs. And Connor is also here. What do you got? Well, yours sounds like a night at Manans, just to get started. Yeah, okay. uh, World War One, cockroaches, and the most played game in the world. So we are covering the full range for you, including, as I mentioned, Martin Lawrence on the show. In fact, four. Until then, we've got a brand new episode of Baffled. Stay there. Who's on the show? Well, Martin Lawrence is Big Mama from Big Mama's House. Okay. So a fact of him is on the show. But you got you got to keep them teased. I, I was sitting here thinking, um, have we got a guest? And I have yeah, messed this up? Or? I, I, was like, I was like, should I know this? I mean, I, I set this up. Should I know this? Yeah. No. I was also like, isn't that the money man? But No, that's Martin Lewis. Got you. He's getting very stressed at the moment. Yeah. Oh, he's Hard getting, times. He's getting very angry. I've had a bit of a tough week, actually. Sure. Oh, yeah. haley has been away. My girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Connor on his own in a flat for seven days. So you, you've had to buy takeaway every night, so it's getting expensive, right? No. I've actually been really, really good with the cooking, but do you know what I find hard? Washing. The, t- the timing of the washing, the you know, the drying the clothes, making sure the wash is ready for when that... Yeah, it, it, not great. What do you mean? That's it. How, how is any of that tricky? Well, because I feel the clothes and think, oh, they're dry. I've got shorts on right now. They're... I think they're a bit damp. And then what happens then? You stink a piss. You might not. I've not got close to you. But, you know, traditionally, when you live in your own flat for the first time, maybe you're in a flat share, you wash pretty badly. You don't mm. dry effectively. So you just you smell of musty urine. Oh, no, I'm in a nice one bed flat with a nice bit of dehumidifying action going on. But if you're wearing damp clothes. No, no, I just did, it's the denim. I didn't judge it right. Denim shorts. You got other shorts could have worn. But he's wearing like you know nineties cropped denim shorts. Style boy. Perfect for a day where there's thunderstorms. He's gonna get wet. Uh, no. <laughs> They've come just in time for the heat wave to be over two days ago. We are gonna bring you nine facts. As always, just decide, figure out whether they are worth remembering or not. It's a Monday. This is this is baffled. We will bring you baffled bites Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So if this is the first time uh, you found us. 
you know, you've heard the preamble with the denim shorts. Make sure you follow so you've got loads more facts coming for you this only, week. Only goes up from here. I know. Can, can, you, can you tell that we never know what's going to get said in the intro bit? <laughs> if you do listen it. and leave a five-star review, I might send you a picture of my legs in the denim shorts. I've been on podcasts before where it's all very regimented and planned. You know, you get, oh, you get the open bit, bullet points. This is what you're talking about. This is what you're talking nah. about. Yeah, not on here. No. I only planned my facts 20 minutes ago. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. The Romans taxed we... How and why? So Romans believed that urine had a lot of everyday uses. So uh, they then decided to bring in the urine tax back in the first century. And it was a tax based on the collection of the urine. So they would use urine for things such as cleaning your clothes. Yeah. Just like Connor is at the moment. Mouthwash, wasn't it, as well? Uh, Yeah, your teeth as well, for tanning leather. They'd also use it in laundries as well. Therefore, it was very valuable. So they would tax the people who would go around collecting your wee. So they would come to you and say, can I have your urine, please? And then they would pay you for your urine, but there would be a tax upon that. So not only did they have to collect your urine, which is a bit of a crappy job, uh, they also got taxed for like it. Like we did there. Yeah, close to crap. Um, uh, pharmaceutical yeah. benefits too, wasn't there back in the day? Used to drink urine, believing it was good for you? Well, that's what they? I'm saying. They would, wash their, they would wash their mouths out with it. Yeah, yeah they thought it would pre- prevent it from decaying because uh, it had um, potassium in it. Uh, I've said this before when we've done a Roman fact. I think the proper pun there was probably it's a job that would piss you off, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's probably would have been better. Oh, I like that. Piss, um, and, piss and wee. I, I think... It's better than crap and wee. We've, we've spoken about Romans before and how they are meant to be geniuses. What did the Romans do for us? Well, yeah. they invented schooling, they invented sanitation, they invented roads, plumbing. But it, it all crumbles because they would brush them at their teeth with urine. Well, I oh. kind of feel like one of the reasons the Romans gave us so much is because there was nothing there. So they kind of had that approach of, hey, we'll just chuck everything at the wall and see what sticks. Thankfully for them, we only talk mostly about the good stuff rather than them going, yeah, let's just do everything. Did they urine. kind of, were they the first, uh, you know, world of people that introduced and were introduced to tax or had tax already been a thing before the romans no tax kind of came about from i think egyptians were the ones who brought tax in oh, i was gonna say so damn romans yeah so it was basically when uh, taxes came in a lot when paper got invented which was papyrus back in the ancient egyptian times so that's when taxes really started i think because you could start noting it down and you could start making notes of you know who was paying the taxes and who wasn't See that little extra one there? Big time. Straight in, papyrus. I'd love to... What? what, what? <laughs> used to be paper, right? Pipe, paper, papyrus? Yeah. Papyrus, yeah. They basically got papyrus um, leaves and then just like banged oh, them together. Oh, I thought it used they to be... They kind of like interweaved. Oh, cord papyrus. No, it's, well, well, it's what they c- use. Kind of, yes. That's to, where paper comes from, from right. papyrus. They would strip those leaves to make paper and, and kind of pulp it down. Yeah. So you'd like and, interweave and it. Piss on it? No, no piss was involved. Yeah, oh. I, don't, I don't know did, what they you did. You know you sometimes get that sort of off colour paper that you draw on yeah yeah yeah. i didn't know if that was no it's nothing to do with okay. this what are you talking about when you would make a treasure map look old and rustic on yeah, pri- you know, primary sometimes school you go to like an Put art a bit shop tea on it and they've got the they've got the thick paper that's w- way too expensive for a sheet and it's sometimes a little bit of an off-white color to draw on oh like uh and it's a bit it's like rippled the yeah, surface didn't know if that was a bit of where it's like going up to like you know 200 300 grams per sheet that's it yeah <laughs> i'd love to have it's made the good tax. stuff that is I tell you, what, I'd love to tax people. Just, just come up with whatever tax you want, really, isn't it? What is in be the one that actually demands the tax? I just say, you know, you you owe, you owe tax. Yeah, you've got a denim short, damp denim short tax. Tax. Yeah, one percent for every day you're wearing it. Cashing in. Would you? Would you pocket any? Do you think you're that sort of guy? You'd, little bit in your pocket. 
tax too much take a bit from me well i if i was a debt collector a tax collector yeah i'd probably, I'd probably tax and that that's my tax and then they'd yeah. say well you can't do that and i'd say well look at the game you're in hans you'd be the least scariest guy knocking on my door at 11 o'clock trying to take my tv for something i haven't paid for i'd be like mate go away i'd be merciless though yeah you'd pester yeah big time yeah you'd be like i'm not going anywhere you'd be like this guy is actually quite irritating actually you'd freak me out more than the big old fellas yeah about you, yeah, you gonna with do? him you don't know what's going to happen yeah. yeah you don't know at what point it's going to flip <laughs> what's what's he going to do what's he going to do unexpected yeah you're there just watching telly and you hear this drip coming down the fire space and it's just me just spitting just me oh. just like dribbling see this is why he's not the kind of guy you want to mess with i know why is that even happening for tax also how quickly did that come to his mind it's like that's what i'm doing I was just just i'm spitting down your fireplace just thinking a very like dirty way that i could get in someone's head there was a fact in there somewhere was there mark yeah we we, we did it something about papyrus wasn't it uh no urine used oh. to get taxed <laughs> just let me look around He's got a hefty paragraph about that as well. And it all, it all got shut down about pissing Wee. on paper. There we go. Connor, give us your first fact of the show. Uh, let's take you back to World War One. In France, prostitutes would actually charge quite a lot more money if they had syphilis. Gets you out of fighting, doesn't it? Yeah, it does get you out of fighting. That's exactly why. Uh, if a soldier contracted the disease, they would actually get a month in hospital, which would be a whole lot better than the uh, conditions in those trenches. So the prostitutes caught hold of this and were like, well, if we've got the syphilis, we are double the money. Sometimes uh, triple the money. Is it? Um, I don't know. Kind of makes sense. It does, but I just... Obviously done a bit of hefty research. There's not many um, soldiers in France in not, World War One talking about their syphilis journey up to it. with prostitution, but not, not, apparently it's a fact. Not, no... not, not a documentary on Netflix with yeah. uh, first-hand accounts that you can watch. No, no interviews no, on no, the no. rain or whatever. And how are they? Like, how are they making sure they're getting it? Well, it's the thing exactly. So uh, my, my first point with this is, how do you actually know as well that the prostitute has syphilis before you <laughs> go and get it? But yeah. I guess it's just, you know, you take their word for it. And ultimately as well, it's kind of in that day a win-win. Because if they haven't got it and you've had a good night, if they have got it, you've got a month off in hospital. So, But you've paid a lot for that night. When yeah. You could, well, when you could have got it at half rate. Obviously, back in World War One, I, I assume the prices of, of, of that line of work would have been different to today's rate. But yeah, it could have been double, triple, quadruple money. I wouldn't have needed that. If I got the big call-up, conscription. Yeah. The world needs tax collectors. I guess also as Who's well. Who's going to fund the war? Yeah. Me. Mm. I think if you look at the uh, condition of World War One, and you look at you know what they probably were going through in the trenches. Uh, all jokes aside, with this, probably a part of them that thought bloody damn right, I'll go for the old syphilis over this. Yeah. Month in hospital, better than being in that trench. Yeah, Less, lesser not, of two evils, isn't it? But yeah. it's not like hospitals now you don't get a moderate oh you do you get a bed do you oh, yeah. i know what you're gonna say well, yeah but it's not it's not better at all i, I don't know i feel like the chance of death is still slightly lower but you're having a horrible time yeah but what do you actually think that but i don't think i don't think war's all it's cracked up to be you think hospitals could have been on the sort of same level as a trench condition wise no i'm not saying that i just i just don't know if it was the i don't know if it was the most as glamorous as a choice as maybe you're uh, believing it to be i tell you what if i if i was in the war and unlucky enough to be in like a trench i don't know what i'd do you know going over the hill i'd be useless i'd be absolutely last i'd either be first you know running over through no man's land which is what they were made to do mm. you to get over and done with i'd be or i'd be last I'd, i i would i know exactly what would i'd go down and pretend to be shot i, I know what would happen with me i would i would do what i do in life i'd do it around about you know when you're about to pull out I'm the one that kind of goes for it. I ain't. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go quick, quick. That'd be me. So I'd be like, 
they all, they all like, right, just wait, just wait. Ah, oh, you know, so well, it's kind of, oh, he's I'd, always I'd, over. I'd pop he's up, halfway across. I'd have that dose of confidence and probably end up shot. Yeah. That would be me. I'd in be about fair. 10 I'd be seconds. absolutely useless. Yeah. Be good as a diversion. Do, do you know what this guy would be, Mark? Oh, God. He'd be, he'd, I'd he'd, be in hospital. There'd no, be so much He'd work down. his way up to be a general and then just be like the most annoying yeah. one going. He would, he, he would be a guy, right, where you, you would find it. the enemy. Let's say the enemy's in a building, right? And you've got easily three, four minutes that you know of before this guy clocks that you're outside. Yeah. He would have the paper out, the pen. We'd be like, we're running on a time here. We're running <laughs> on a time. Nah. And he's here. He's, right, if we go in at the front, we have three at the back. We've got two windows as an escape. Writing it all down. Make or, sure. right, oh, or all you, hold on. I would oh, be you, saying an escape route. Oh, uh, yeah. All your guns loaded. Hey? Yeah. yeah. Got your knee patches on, whatever you need. Yeah, helmet on. Gotta make sure. Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, Meanwhile, you would rock in. You'd rock in on your own and he'd go, oh, I hear some noise. And he'd bolt out the back and no one would be there to stop him. Yeah. And who would get the bad guy? This guy Do would. you know what would be the worst? You, screw it up. Me and you combined. I would never work with yeah. you. Do you know I, 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 I literally like, had to up my wage when I got told that you were getting involved in this podcast. Have <laughs> yeah, we got a guy coming to the podcast? Connor? What? Yeah. It's like, yes, my, my, my wage has doubled. Thank yeah. you. I'd be on, to- on top of the old houses where they are. <laughs> just getting ready. Spitting down. Smoking them out. Spitting down that chimney. Yeah, gobbing down the chimney. That, that, sort of, that would have yeah. ended the war. Talking about attacks, here's my first fact of the show. If you're in a nuclear war... Do not use conditioner on your hair. Oh. But it'd be the one safe thing I have left. Do you use conditioner? Mm, not when my hair is this short. I did when it's longer, yeah. Your yeah. length, I would be, yeah. Yeah, once a week I yeah. condition probably. Sham- yeah. Shampoo twice. And you leave it on right at the beginning of the shower while I do the rest of the body and then wash it off at the end? My, my conditioning etiquette is probably quite poor. Little bit of advice for you. Head and shoulder it. After that, wash that through. Why condition would I head it. and shoulder it? Well, if you're using head and shoulders... Put on the conditioner, and then when you're doing the rest of your body, leave the conditioner on. Why is this get, advice you, you you're get, giving me? You get two, three minutes. It just Why? creates a nice shine. Why is this advice you, you're honestly, giving me? Honestly, get out and give me a message. It'll be a nice shine. And my sh- uh, hair washing routine is I go to the shower and just use whatever f- f- my fiance has bought for herself. The smelly stuff that smells really yeah, good. Yeah, just all this because she like she does she dyes her hair. Just use the rage. Use all of that. Yeah, yeah. it costs seven quid a gram. Well, Hay- Haley has the blonde one that keeps her hair blonde. I'm having a go on that. Yeah. It's about thirty five quid a the bottle. The purple stuff all over. Yeah. Anyway, uh, conditioner is not good if you're if you've been subject to a nuclear attack because it binds nuclear fallout to your hair and scalp. Oh, there we go. In the event of a nuclear attack, if you survive. And it's it's thrown up all this radioactive dust in the air. Maybe some of it catches in your hair. If you wash it with just a little bit of shampoo and soap, comes out. Conditioner binds the hair and the nuclear fallout to your scalp. So oh. if you are ever in a nuclear war, and who knows what's happening at the moment? I mean, it's 2022. If you're even listening to this and we're not under attack, make sure you don't use conditioner. Happy Monday. There you go. Pocket that one. My mum had a similar situation relating to bombs and things on your body that maybe cause it to be worse. What? What? Mm, That's the most roundabout way of saying... I know something similar. (laughs) I'll wrap your head around this one. My mum went to America and spent time with her sister and her sister makes clay pottery. And she was doing that for the whole time she was there. My mum having fun, like, you know, understanding how to make it. Yeah. So- washed all of her body, blah, 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 as you do. Went to the uh, airport. And when she went through, all the bomb alerts come off. All the bomb, 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 blah, blah, blah. And it was in the end, after two hours of searching, it was because she had been making pottery. So what, what, what was the, <clears throat> well, what was the bomb <laughs> stuff in it? I don't know. Still don't understand. 
but, but kind of but your mum had a nice time making pots and well yeah, yeah I, I don't nice... know if I needed that part of the story if I'm honest didn't really oh no that was what it actually ended up coming down to so after obviously searching her bags and searching no, I know that. her they said have you done anything like create like, I know, know that but what I mean is in the telling of the story I didn't usually go oh she had a lovely time you know she went out with Nana oh, yeah, a few meals yeah. went, went over to her sister's she went to lovely a, time she went to a great taco spot as well out there God, they hadn't seen each other in years <laughs> lovely like, time you know Auntie Jane yeah they always yeah, have a little she, she's little, ro- Rogers on the left hand side yeah bottle of wine together and that yeah, last time yeah. Beautiful Zinfandelis, which anyway, when all that was done, she was going back home and they thought she'd never get one. It's kind of similar to your fact, that right? Yeah, slightly. Yeah, in a way. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Charles Darwin is famous for what, Connor? Writing. Writing. Writing what specifically? Books. Books. Okay, what type what book, Connor? Kids books. Okay, great. Charles Darwin famous, of course, for his contributions to evolutionary biology. Jeez, Connor. Uh, he's also the first person to invent the wheelie office chair. Has he written a book? Yeah. Yes. Mark was really hoping that we'd come back on the wheelie office chair, but realistically speaking, I've just said Charles Darwin writes kids' books. So. Yeah, you are a bit of an idiot. Sorry, bud. He created the what we're on right now. He created the wheelie office chair, yeah. Why did you do that? Uh, because he wanted to be able to move around his office quickly. He wanted to be able to have a look at that species, have a look at that one, go over to his desk, write some stuff down. So he got some wheels, strapped them to the bottom of his wooden armchair, and he is the first person to be known to invent. Well, there we go. The right, there it is. There it is. There it is. The, there is. The, the, the concept of something being on small wheels and moving around a room had yes. that been created previous to this. Well, I mean, the wheel had been created, so... On a small... Mm, not not on a chair, is, though. But he this is, is supposedly what, the first person to do it as an office chair. This is... So he's supposedly... It's because he's Charles Darwin. Known. The first known. So supposedly, I'm losing faith in the fact anyway, he's the first known person. I ain't believing that he's no. the first person that put, that's probably put a, a chair guy, on wheels. probably a guy called Paul. He was working in, you know, broken room or whatever, doing a bit of stop broken, and he's, he's done it. I think my favourite Charles Darwin thing, and, and this might, might be arse chat, is that, you know, he, he wrote this book, The Origin of Species, so he's basically the guy... Kids book, right? <laughs> Dr. Zeus. It was, it was the guy who kind of figured out evolution, mm. the, the, the whole idea that one creature over millions of years will evolve into another creature through um, <clears throat> natural selection, which one could argue puts, uh, you know, spare, it, it does a lot of damage to the idea of religion. And I'm fairly certain on his, like, really towards the end of his life, he realised, oh... What if there is an afterlife, though? Maybe I should believe in God. Yeah. It's kind of a bit of a... At that point, you start panicking, don't you? Big time Dedicate when you're my whole life saying he doesn't exist. Uh, oh, probably yeah. should hedge my bets the other way. If he doesn't exist, doesn't matter, because I'm dead. If he does exist, he is going to be pissed. Yeah, I'm going to have a bad time of it. Yeah. It's funny how you're having this conversation. All I'm thinking about is Charles Darwin struggling to move around his room. Famously, he was there for a year trying to quickly push his chair without wheels and... Oh, if you screech galore if you were Charles Darwin you know and you had to invent something to just improve the quality of your life a little bit what would it be that's, a really, that's an insanely hard question you know you just think of something that aggravates you a little bit and improve it a pencil that never goes blunt how often do you use a pencil well if I was Charles Darwin probably quite a lot right okay what about you Connor Knight in the year 2022 you ever seen Spy Kids course yeah I have you know those, spy kids. you know really early on in the spy kids films they put those little tablets inside the thing push the button and then a burger and chips appears yeah yeah that just your bizarre knowledge of like obscure naughty's films will never never cease to amaze me have you ever seen cheaper by the dozen yeah <laughs> i tell you what the other day i went to watch cheaper by the dozen two with uh, my girlfriend 
And I thought, when was have I seen this recently? Like I was quoting it line by line, and I thought, well, that's not something I've done. And it turns out I'd watched it about two weeks ago and forgotten. Did you ever think, Mark, when you found this fact that you would end up talking about cheaper by the dozen within it? Or oh, it's you, so yes. Okay. Right. Been on a bit of a Steve Martin bent recently, you know. Yeah, he's a good guy. I like him a lot. Pink Panther, that's up there too. Pink Panther. What? <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen two. They're my top three films. Yeah, I've watched Cheaper by the dozen one, Cheaper by the dozen two, and Pink Panther. There we go. Yeah. Where, where does Spy Kids fit in? Fifth. Fifth. Fourth. Fourth. Night in the museum. <laughs> uh, How many were there in the end? Three. Three. My word, they milked that dry. Yeah, the second one. <laughs> third one, good. First one, exceptional. <laughs> ben Stiller. Yeah, no, in Wilson. What's happened to him? And Ricky Gervais. Yeah. There you go. You come for the facts, you stay for us Oops. listing IMDb to you. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Cockroaches. Yeah? Ever seen one? Well, I, I probably have not personally. Have you ever seen one without a head? No. No. Well, you may well have, but you never spotted it. Why? Well, they can live three weeks without a head. And you're going to go, how do they do that, Connor? Well, they've got a brain in their head. When they lose that, they've got another brain at the back of their abs. We were speaking about this recently, I think, about how different creatures can do strange things. Mm. Like the gecko can uh, remove its tail to make it go faster when it's being chased. Worms can grow half their body back. Yeah. Why can humans, the apex of all the species... Because their brain's in their head. Yeah, but what I mean is that why can't we do any of these cool regeneration techniques that we, other creatures have? We, we can have? grow a liver back. I want to be honest with you. When I found this fact, I didn't think of researching down that path of why humans can't grow arms and legs Well, back, I wasn't expecting but, you to. Just put it let in, me yeah. link it into Cheaper by the Dozen too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Co- uh, co- they regenerated that first film in a brilliant way with the second film where they all go off to the lake. And do you know what's, uh, do you know what's interesting? What? When they get beheaded... Yeah. And they carry on living, flying, doing all those things for three weeks without a head. What do you reckon it is that finally kills them? Syphilis. Oh, <laughs> good good choice, Mark. Is it that they can't see where they're going so they fly into a propeller of an aeroplane? That could obviously happen. Yeah. Starvation. They forget to eat. What? Well, how, how do you eat without a head? What's the, what's the point in this? Can they grow back their head? No. So it's just three weeks of pain. <laughs> just what a terrible time they're having. I know. So literally, if you live in a country where you see lots of cockroaches, Australia. Sure. Yeah, sure. You, might, you might see a headless one. And another little spin-off cockroach fact that I got when I was looking at this. Do you know there's more, way more, way, 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 way more cockroaches in the world than there are humans. So unless humans kill them all, they will outlive us. Thank you. It's- Can't they... Like they don't have to worry about conditioning during nuclear attacks either, do they? Imagine because it though, well, they, su- they can survive nuclear attacks. Imagine it though, like one day, like we're all dead and there's just a bunch of cockroaches, half of them flying around with no head. I just don't understand the point in these things. So this creature is, has evolved a way to stay alive mm. after they they've been decapitated yeah. for zero reason at all. Yeah, zero. It's, it's still evolving. It's it's still learning how to get from three weeks to a new head. I don't know. Hasn't can, quite figured that yeah. bit out yet, but it's figured out staying alive for three weeks. They just have two brains. You've got to wonder, you're talking about Charles Darwin earlier, maybe the reason is to continue the species on. Can they do it without an head? What? As in they just lose their head and then just go, guys, but they got, yeah. I've got one purpose for the next three weeks. They've got three weeks. To repopulate of- the cockroach population yeah ladies come at me they got three weeks worth of nookie time yeah I, otherwise i just can't understand the point in it ladies maybe come that's it <laughs> say ladies come at me it's a cockroach cockroach you know what they are don't you animal yeah. little things yeah yeah ladies come at me it's in lady cockroaches 
How, how, right, how, how do you... <laughs> your comedy, <laughs> sh- you're, you're, you're taking you, this to heart very much, though. How do you think cockroaches reproduce? No, no, I, I, I believe that. But it, how does your head... My head goes to sheep on a dozen with Charles the Owen. Your head goes to ladies come at me. Because we're a, talking about cockroaches I, having I, sex let, for three let me this. solid weeks. Imagine, imagine if a female cockroach is having sex with a male cockroach, goes for a kiss and he's got no head. Let me settle and this. And you're having to go where my Let brain goes. Let me settle this because it's another bickering uh, Where baffled. is your head, mate? I think... I have no idea. I lost it. I've been flying around for three weeks. I think what happened was we were halfway through doing the bit about cockroaches being alive just for sex and yeah. Connor had switched off and then tuned back in to hear you say lady cockroaches come I, that, that is exactly what happened. Yeah, and that, yeah it, it didn't have to pay off for me. We've been talking about uh, films of 20 odd years ago. Uh, Connor, do you remember Big Mama's House? Damn right. Yeah, a good one? Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Well, in 1999, when Martin Lawrence, the star of Big Mama's House, Big Mama himself, uh, was, was practising to be in the film wearing the big old suit. So he went jogging in that massive fat suit. He collapsed from heat exhaustion and was in hospitals in a three-day near-fatal coma. No way. He's in Wild Hogs. <laughs> is that the fact? Yeah, no, I just know he is now. Right, is that the Tim Allen film? Yeah. Where they go off like... Yeah, what John Travolta, what geez, a film. That's up there. Put that at six. Are your favourite films just films that you would put on at sleepovers right at the end when no one's got any ideas? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a new ranking. Cheaper by a dozen. Cheaper by a dozen <laughs> two. What was the other one? Spy Kids, Night in the Museum, Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. So yeah, Martin Lawrence, while preparing for the massive role, you know, it's a huge role for him. He's really leading the film. It's going to yeah. make quite a lot of money, the blockbusters. I think there was... Uh, the film, sorry. I think there was uh, Big Mama's House 2. In preparation for this, you think Hollywood movie stars have it quite good. Yeah. He thought, you know what, I'm going to do some character development and preparation. Stanislavski. Uh, he fainted, had heat stroke, heat exhaustion, had a body temperature of 107 Fahrenheit, which is really hot. That's very hot. Uh, was in a fatal coma, near fatal coma, obviously, because of Big Mama's big body. Kind of understandable that he fell a bit ill, because I can imagine he's bloody hot running around with that thing on. Yeah. Wasn't there another film where someone wore a fat suit? An, an Eddie Murphy film? I don't know. You put me on the spot there. Oh, I think another good yeah, one. Yeah, is he in Doctor Doolittle doing that? I, he's a, I, I tell you what, that's at seven. Daddy Daycare. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> Great films. So good. Uh, the Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy's in a fat suit. <laughs> The ultimate podcast for Married at First Sight fans is here. This is Recapped at First Sight. The new podcast keeping you up to date on all the love, fallouts, drama and secrets as the Married at First Sight UK bride and grooms try to make happy couples. And we're your happy couple right here, in a professional sense, of course. Join me, Kat Shube. And me, former Maths UK groom Bob Voisey, every morning after you've watched the latest episode on TV. Plus, we'll have some special guests along the way enjoying our very own wedding breakfast. You bit the caterers, right? Uh, about that. Recapped at first sight. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So as I say, this is Monday in the new schedule of Baffled that no doubt you've noted down in your uh, very special listener notepads and diaries. Monday, we're bringing you these fresh hour-ish long episodes uh, Monday through Friday, you've got bite-sized baffled chunks. So small facts just to set you up for your day on the commute. You can learn some it just to drop in. Sort of like a jammy dodger. You know, you have your jammy dodger. You have one jammy dodger. Yeah. Get you through the day. That's your baffled bite size. Who eats what? Jammy dodger. You have one. I understand. You could, yeah, when I ask you... Do you, you start th- your day with a jammy dodger? Well, no, but you know, like sometimes you, it's one o'clock. You think, I could have a little bicky. You have a jammy dodger. Sees you through. That's your baffled bite size. That's how to describe it. And then the one that we do now, the big one, that's a full pack of Jaffa Cakes. When I, you know, when I ask you to explain something, don't just say it back to me. Oh, it's like a Jammy Dodger. What? Jammy Dodger. What? <laughs> you know Jammy Dodgers? Yeah, yeah. I do. It's jammy like Dodger. Jammy Dodger. <laughs> like a small little Jammy Dodger snack. Still saying it. And Elevensies. Uh, yeah. Oh, I tell you what, I used to have Elevensies. Yeah, they're great. It used to give me terrible heartburn. What, what doesn't? Well, are you I, talking about the sweet or are you talking about Nutri-Grain the... grain bar. Yeah, so you would have Elevensies, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. But the 11th is new to going bar. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember, again, it's nostalgic corner this week. Do you remember the blueberry Nutri-Grain, which would just, like, clag up your mouth? Like, it was like cement. You couldn't open it. <laughs> yeah. You'd swallow it and you just What is Play-Doh. up with you two today? I'd love to go back to the early noughties and just eat Nutri-Grains and watch Disney Channel films. Mm. Uh, also, if you head to baffledpods.com, you can get in touch with the show, you can buy our merch, and you can get in contact with your noughties nostalgia. Connor is very nicely modelling one of our mugs there. Connor, explain the mug. Uh, it's a nice mug, good size mug, builder's mug, that kind of style. Standard mug size, Standard I would mug. say. But I tell yeah. you what, if you have the Nespresso machine with the slightly larger pods, you know, the ones that are like a half sort of bouncy ball, that fills up perfectly in this mug. There you go. You, and you, you know what it goes well with? Jamie Dodger. Mark, give us your last fact of the show. Tomatoes, aubergines and potatoes all include nicotine. 
No way. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Yep, they all come from the same plant family as tobacco does. Okay, so, so is they all... all include nicotine. Don't 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 get it. Don't make it boring. That is all I'm giving you. You are on it's the, you're on the precipice got. of making it boring. Is there a way of them becoming addictive or am I sounding ridiculous? If you eat enough of them, yeah. Okay, what are you going to say now to ruin it? I'm not saying anything. You're going to leave it right now? I'm going to leave so it how, right how now. How much nicotine is in it? Oh, now you've made it boring. In oh. comparison to what's in a, your standard cigarette. Oh. So a standard cigarette contains 12 milligrams of nicotine, which is about 18,000 times more nicotine than in a potato. Right, so it's not. So it's very small. Don't worry, you're not going to get hooked on potatoes unless you eat a lot of them. It's almost like rubbed the cigarette with how much nicotine's on it. I would say that it's walked past a cigarette and has nodded its head as a hello and that's about it. Just yeah. <laughs> and it said, oh, come over here, lady, lady cockroaches and cigarettes. Ladies, come at me. If you've got an head, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, we're going back to evolution and all of that. What's the, Why? What do you mean? Why? Well, what's the point in it having nicotine? Why does this random family of plants and fruits have it and nothing what else does? Aubergine, tomato, and potato. Yeah. You know which one the aubergine is? So yeah, it, it, it's the old yeah it's the old eggplant for those American listeners. You used to be able to send them to people, didn't you? What eggplants? Yeah, wasn't yeah. there this random thing where you yeah, could send an eggplant? Stick it in an envelope. Door. Stick it to the post. There was like this thing that went viral. It's ringing a bell for me in America. Maybe. Anyway, um, are you okay? No, there is genuinely, but that's for a different day. Was it a test that you can send anything through the post? Maybe something like that. Uh, so just, what, just yeah, stick a stamp on it. I'm OG. curious as to why though and how this happens. So it just mixes with other nicotine stuff. Uh, so notice that they come from the same plant family. So oh. the uh, the plant which is used to get tobacco from, so that you can put it in your cigarettes, mm. uh, is the exact same family that produces the tomato, the aubergine. And, and I know all these things are bad for you, but the way Mark said to put in your cigarettes, he's, he's never gone near one, has he? Nope. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you put in your cigarettes. You know, when you put the tobacco in, in those, in in, those, in, in in those, those roll-ups that you have. Yeah, it's from a plant. They also <laughs> create a potato. There you go. Like, that's as much. That's as much. That's a wild night. Yeah. Three three tomatoes in the ragu. No, no, no. I'll be high. I won't be able yeah. to sleep. Come I'll on. be all over the place. Hold on. We've already got Spy Kids to watch. Chill it out. All right. I've got a spy fact for you in a bit, by the way. My last fact, Woo-hoo. it's about spies. Stick around for that. Uh, Gosh, Connor, that doesn't keep you listening. What will? Uh, Connor's last fact of the show. Uh, you're probably not going to say much on this and Dan's going to have a go. But A great start. But you are selling this. World of Warcraft, one of the most, if not the most played game in the world alongside Minecraft. I'm going to ask you... How many years in total do you think has been added up in 2022 of gameplay overall? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, um, a million. Million years? 72,000. Wait, hang on. Let me wait a second. Uh, people, I reckon the average, like a dedicated were, well, we World of Warcraft player. So World of Warcrafter, you'd call them. Do I? Is you it, would, yeah. Is that what they call like themselves? Like a Minecraft, like Wower, mm, like a Belieber. Uh, yeah, Belieber. Are we still saying that? Six point eight million years. Yeah, that's a lot, isn't it? That is a lot. But of, I, these, non, of non-stop gameplay but recorded. These, but these facts are useless. Because facts because, are pretty because useless. Because no, no one is playing it. No for one that is long. playing it. For Six point eight million. Tomato, aubergine, and nicotine. <laughs> but no it's one is so paying. Look, that is a public health warning. Don't eat too many. But no one is paying it for that long. No, just overall added up with the amount of time it's actually been played. It's a long time. That is a long, 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 long time. Six point eight million years. Wow, of overall gameplay that people have been on it. Yeah, combined. didn't we discuss recently like amount of time dedicated to various games? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just good facts, man. I like these facts. I always have to bring a little but one of these. It's just pointless. Next week, FIFA. <laughs> it's just pointless, though, isn't it? Week after, Call of Duty. I, I tell you what, the amount of time I've spent on sw- Switch sports this week is... It's always dangerous as well. Do you remember the early days of Call of Duty when you could see, we can now, but obviously we were a lot younger then, but you could see how many days you had played for. And I remember once I did hit like 21 days and I was like, at my ripe age of 16, that's probably an issue. Well, yeah, but it does like that doesn't mean anything. I bet you were a good gamer. I bet you used to get right into it. Or were you not really a gamer? No, not really. Really? You have all the things that make you a gamer. You look like a gamer. Thank you. Do you think he looks like a gamer? Well, it, um, yeah, I mean, in his pale, nerdy ginger complexion, perhaps. Yeah. And the bit of dribble. What about... Yeah, and the Cheetos all around his mouth. Last fact of the show goes to me. Uh, I promised you spies, didn't I? You did. If you were in World War One, wandering down the road, and you saw someone knitting, high chance you were looking at a spy. Isn't it funny how we've mentioned Spy Kids and World War One, and then we've come together for the final fact, which is spy related to World War One? Isn't that weird? Phyllis Latour Doyle was a secret agent for Britain. This was during World War Two, carried over from World War One. She did it during both. She parachuted into occupied Normandy. Hmm. Uh, chatted to the German soldiers. Was nice to them. While she was doing it, she was knitting, but she was knitting into that quilt, that scarf, that mm. cardigan, cryptic code. That's clever that is. So then she would send it back to the old Brits, to the Allies, uh, who would detect what she was saying using Morse code equipment. Maybe one stitch over means this, maybe two stitch under means dash dash. So high chance if you dash, saw dash. you know dot dash dot 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 dash, dash dash. I'm doing Morse code. I don't know what it is, I took a guess. If you saw someone knitting way back during the wars, who knows? Maybe you were looking at a spy. Did they have many knitters during Spy Kids? Or was it just... No, it was just their thumbs, wasn't it? But here's what's interesting about Spy Kids. Why, if you were a spy, would you need something that would instantly dispense you fast food? Well, this is the thing, isn't it? The idea of Spy Kids is the parents are spies and then the kids just get in a fight. It's not really very much to the title. They're not really spying. They're throwing themselves in buildings. So so this film about kids being spies isn't accurate. Not really. It's not realistic. No. Not believable. No. Antonio Banderas? That's it. Beautiful. Little Tash. Little Tash. Any questions about the mean spies? Here's what's annoying. What if... I've been sacrificed from fact placement here. This is a good fact that's been wasted because it's right at the end of the show. I was about to ask a question. Well, you should think about your management of facts. I know. Do you know, did they decide upon this because... She could knit and they went, we'll use that. Or did she learn to knit because they wanted to do this? Uh, it, was, well, it wasn't just her. It was many, many, many of them. And I, I think in a, in a bid to get a one-up during the war, they thought, well, what can we do? What espionage tool will might go undetective? Who's going to suspect a sweet woman knitting away? Doing a bit of a knitting. No one, yeah. no one is. My mum's taken up knitting during lockdown, so who knows? Maybe she's a spy. Maybe. Any more for any more? No, I was just reading a bit about Martin Lawrence. Okay, all right. It's good to know that the final fact really hooked you in there. Always yeah. good to have your attention. What have we learned? Well, if you see an old woman knitting, she might be a spy. Night at the Museum is officially the fifth best film in history. And Mark is about to go and get off his nut yeah. on some tomatoes and aubergine. Strap in, ladies. What a night he is planned. Oh, I just feel like so like, lightheaded. <laughs> like. Strap in, ladies and women cockroaches. Come at him. Uh, it's baffledpod.com. If you want to get in touch, if you want to buy our merch, we've got a brand new Baffled Bite Size coming for you tomorrow. And 
we will see you next week until then say goodbye Connor see you later say goodbye Mark goodbye and don't condition your hair if you're in a nuclear attack wise words from me until then bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.